What's going on, everybody? It's Brad Lawrence here for Four Right Radio. This is episode, sorry, not episode, part two of my interview with Michael Michelades from Long Island, New York. In this episode, we talk about, we just continue our conversation. We start with the experience, and he gives a little bit of advice for people out there in the golf industry and just in general, his own advice on what you can do to be a better professional, be a better person. And as you'll notice, from if you haven't listened to part one, I suggest go back a week, listen to part one. What you'll see in this, just like in the first episode, Michael is passionate. There's no other way around. The easiest way to put it, he's a passionate human being. He loves what he does, and he's a good interview. So as with the first episode, I apologize. He does get, uh, being a passionate human being, he does like to swear a little bit, being a New Yorker, I think, as well. So please, if you have children in the car, do not listen to this episode. But if you're by yourself, give it a listen and enjoy. Thank you. I'll catch you on the other side. You know, the BGA, I feel like, you know, and, and I keep using the word experience, right? Because that to me is a very important word. Like, I feel like if you're a college coach, you should strive to give your college kids a great experience. Like, this should be the best time of their lives. Mm-hmm. You should give them a good experience. You don't have to win every event. You don't have to be the best. You don't have to be OSU. You don't have to be Duke. You don't have to be whatever. You should still strive to give them a really good college experience. Yes, I agree. Um, if you're if you're a golf professional or you just work at a golf course, whatever you do, whether you work in the locker room and, and shine shoes, whether you work at the bag drop, whether you're a caddy, whether you're a waiter or a waitress, like you should strive to give the public or a member a great experience, right? As a pro, you should want to give your people, whether it's an employee or somebody you give a lesson to, a great experience. Like, these are the things. And the PGA, I feel like, as an organization, as an organization, I feel like they should want to give their members a great experience. And, and I think, you know, I think that is where the disconnect is. Now, I'm not going to go into what I think is, is wrong or right, you know, what I like and don't like and how I think they should fix it or not or whatever because, honestly, it, you know, it's not, that's not really what I'm here for. But I know, talking to older pros in my area and stuff in the med section, like, I mean, hearing them talk about their experience in the PGA – yeah. Their experiences, you know, 40 years ago, you know, it's it's so much different. It's, it's just so, so vastly different. And, and I think, you know, I, I think whoever, you know, if somebody hears this and, and, you know, whoever it is, you know, if you, if you take one thing away from it, I don't care if, if you're if you're a golf professional or not a golf professional. I don't care if you're a lawyer, whatever. It doesn't matter what you do. That word, you should you should hope that you can give somebody a good experience every day. Mm-hmm. That's that's huge. If, if you can do that, I think then whatever business you have, or whatever whatever course you're at, or or whatever, you know, I think you're going to be successful. Like, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, I know, I think I personally, I think that that's been the biggest difference for me. You know, I think when I was younger. I was kind of chasing certain things that, you know, about the business and I didn't really, you know, I didn't really understand it. Like I, you know, I was trying to be other people, like what other people did. Yep. And 
you know, it, it did, I don't want to say it necessarily hurt me. It's not that it hurt me. It just, you know, it just didn't benefit me. There was no, there, there really was no upside to it, right? Um, whereas now, like, now I, I feel like in the last 10 years or, 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 or maybe 12 years, I'm more of service, you know, I'm more into providing that quality experience. And, and, you know, I mean, like, you know, look at, look at the open forum. I mean, you know, this is the sixth year we did it. We had like almost 600 golf professionals. We've had, you know, whatever, every, every open forum we've done from one to six people have, have, you know, we've had good reviews, you know, not saying it's perfect and not saying we can't improve because we try to improve every year. We really do. We try to push the envelope every year. Yeah. And it's gotten better every year, but you know we strive like every year. Like I know, I know that 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 Monday, Tuesday of the PGA Show week for me is some of the most nerve. Like it may not look like it, you know, it may not look like I'm like super nervous or I'm super kind of anxious or whatever. But fuck, it is like it's it's so nerve wracking because all I want to do. I just, I just want to give people a good experience. I want, I mean, and we don't charge that much. I mean, you know, we charge a hundred bucks for like eight hours of content and education. Yeah. But, but I want people to walk away feeling like, you know, just feeling like they, they got value for their money, man. Like this is a good experience and they want to do that again. Like that, that to me is, is the payoff. You know what I mean? That really is the payoff to me. If, 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 if I can do that, and, and so far people have expressed that, you know, shit, it's, it's good, man. That's, you know, that's the thing. So That's what I hear. Is I, I, everyone says open form is the best thing at the show. I've never been to the show, unfortunately. I, my son's born on the 25th of January, so perfect timing that way. And I was married uh, until last summer, so I couldn't go. But everyone says, like, the open form is the place to go. Like, of all the courses you can take, the open form is the best one. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, again, I mean, we, you know, like, we keep it reasonable because if, like, a head professional wants to bring his assistants, you know, yeah. or her assistants and, and pay or whatever, like, you know, we're not trying to, you know, we're not trying to kill anybody, like, money wise. You know what I mean? We're trying to, you know, we're, we're trying to keep it affordable. We want, you know, we, we want, again, you know, like, we want people to come. We want people to gain knowledge. We want people to enjoy their time. And, you know, I'm telling you, I, for anybody in the golf business or in any business, and I, and I even tell this to my players, whatever you choose to do, because they caddy in the summers and they do all this stuff, I'm like, the two most important, the, there's three important words, of service and experience. And, and those are the things, if you keep those, you know, always be of service. If you can be of service to somebody, especially your boss or whoever, you know, you're you're invaluable at that point, and you're going to mm-hmm. be successful. And and if you can provide a good experience, whether it's on a lesson tee or or on a golf course or wherever, you're going to hopefully do well. Yes. You know, and get repeat business, and that's you know that's huge. That's, that's huge because unfortunately, it's a, customer service and 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 service is a dying art. It really is. It, it, it's yeah. people aren't you know. It's scary. Well, has it re- it's not really as important anymore because you think everything's done online so that customer service experience is missing for a lot of people. Right. 
and the and and the funny thing is, is if you if you you know if you're I mean if you're at, on social media at all, especially places like Twitter and stuff like that, people remember good customer service experiences. You know, they tweet about that stuff and everything else, and you know, and, and it's sad. It's a sad commentary when I have to tweet a company on Twitter to get a response, to get a customer service response. That's ridiculous. No, I do. I did it with. I took my kids to a pizza hut. I remember. And I tweeted them because, like, they give a survey and it didn't work. So I tweeted them saying how good it was, partially because the waitress was really cute. But the service was really good. And I'm like, this will get out to more people because the survey will be fall on dead ears. So I put it out to you know, 1,200 people that follow me on Twitter that maybe 20 see it. And they go, oh, that's good to know that right. they had good service. Yeah, right. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, like, I'm, I'm at, well, I don't want to say at war, but I'm having an issue right now, like, with JetBlue. You know, I mean, we use Club Love, you know, travel covers. And my kid's bag, you know, coming back from spring break, the bag's fucked and, you know, driver snapped and whatever. And they're like, yeah, we can't cover it because it's not a hard cover. Who, else, who the hell has hard cover travel bags? Not like, anymore. I mean, the club, club club are the best of the best. Like, they have, you know, I mean, it's, it's like a lifetime guarantee. Like, it's like ballistic. Like, it's the best of the best. Yeah. You know, and, and they just don't want to take responsibility for their, you know, shitty baggage handling. You know, and it's like... You know, really? Like, you know, so now I got to go on a rant, literally, like, I got to go on a rampage and, you know, start blasting them and start doing it, start to, just to get, like, some acknowledgement, you know, so I can get a, so I can get a supervisor to then, you know, override whatever their standard operating procedure is to go fix this. It's absolutely true. You see it, I forget who it was. Remember, the Delta had a huge, like, everyone complained to them. They had their own, like, Delta complaints Twitter handle. Right. Just to deal with it all. Yeah, and that's and like that's what I'm gonna have to do. Like I tweeted it a couple of days ago. I'm gonna have to retweet it again today. So you know, that's... and just keep hammering them. I don't know what else to. I mean, you know, and then I'll and then I'll get on the phone with them and see what happens. It'll probably be a two hour phone call, you know, and I'll probably have to explain the story five times to five different supervisors because nobody can make a decision. Yep. But no one's whatever. allowed to. No one's allowed yeah. to make the decision. That's the problem. There's too many levels of like, you know, my supervisor, my supervisor, supervisor, my super super supervisors. The best thing right, I ever exactly. found. And, and that's the frustrating part. That's where all this stuff, you know, it just kills me. But whatever. I mean, I'll figure it out. I found one time I called Rogers, well, our, the big cable company up here. Or in Nice and Toronto, it's a big cable company. I called them because they had a deal for new customers. That was you get a uh, free tablet if you signed up as a new customer. So I called them. I'm like, I want to cancel all my services. And they go, what are you going right. to cancel all your services for? So I'm canceling. I'm not even going to call you back from my, at the time, girlfriend's phone number, sign back up for all new services and get a, and the same services, same price, and get a free tablet. And they go, right. why? I said, I've been with you for nine years, and you're giving someone who's new, you know, a free tablet. I paid, what was it, let's say $10,000 over 10 years for your services, right. and I get nothing. Right. Exactly. I had, I, had, I had Verizon down here, right, when I was looking. I just switched to Spectrum. Because I was like this, I said, so I don't have a contract, I want to do this, 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 I see that this is the offer for new customers, and they're like, yeah, but you're not a new customer, you've been with us for seven years. I'm like, okay, but I don't have a contract, like, do you want me to go to, like, Spectrum and then come back? Like, I don't understand, like, well, if somebody in your house, you know, you can use their phone number, why do I have to use somebody in my house? Like, what's the, just, so, you're willing to give me, right, you're willing to give me a better price if somebody in my house is with me. But not just say, okay, we're just going to give it to you. Like, what? Yeah, it doesn't make Oh, it's the dumbest thing. Dumbest thing. 
That's I try and do that. It's a good point though about like even in the golf industry, I thought of this as you're saying that. Like we used to do an initial assessment for every new student. And I thought as I remember thinking that now I try and do it more and more. Like we do the initial assessment to get people in the door and as I've taught more and more, I try and do it like every fifth lesson, you give them the same kind of experience. Is you give them that one time thing, the guy signs up and stays with you for six months, you gotta you're not giving them anything else. Yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta make it like, you know, there's gotta be something like, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, like I don't try to less, I don't personally try to schedule lessons back to back to back necessarily. Yeah. You know, because I feel like if I run a little over or whatever, I, you know, I'm like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sit there and just be watching the time. Um, and, and look, I mean, I'm fortunate, you know, that I do a lot of things in the golf industry that, you know, I don't, I, you know, I'm not the guy standing on a lesson team for 12 hours a day. Like, I yeah. don't have to that anymore you know what i mean like i've done it i just don't have to do it anymore and and yeah, you know that's the thing you're so, definitely a unique, unique and, one in the golf industry well i feel like i feel like the other thing is too and, and and you know i'm talking about providing an experience and i will say this okay they're you know like you said i mean i'm 40 right so i'm at a point in my career that i can do that better yeah like i couldn't I couldn't do that as well at 21, 22. Like, I, I just couldn't, right? Yeah. Now, it's a little different, especially because I get people that want to talk to me about the big break. I get people that want to talk to me about being a, a long driver. I get people that want to talk to me about... So, you know, as you as you mature in the golf business, you know, you can provide that experience better. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that that gets overlooked, too, you know? And, and, you know, it's tough, man. Let me tell you, it's tough being a young pro now. Oh, like, is it ever? You know, it, it really is. It's tough being a young pro. Actually, I'm like, a pro coming up next for an interview. It's, it, I don't envy what they have to go through compared to what I had to go through. Yeah, no. I mean, it's just, it's tough. Like, you know, because the other thing is, too, is like, you know, to gain all this knowledge that we're talking about and stuff like that, like, you know, sometimes you got to go to classes or sometimes you got to do this and then who's paying for it. You know, yeah. a lot of times that the head pro's not paying for it. You know, it's coming out of, you know, or the club's not paying for it. It's coming out of, you know, their pocket. And mm-hmm. what are they making? 20 grand a year. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I remember like one of my first head pros, like, thank God, like he, he wanted me to be on ping staff. Right. Yeah. And at the time, like, you know, ping doesn't give anything like, you know, they'll give you PUD, but they don't, give it whereas titles was like yeah what do you want here you know yeah. or nike was like what do you want here or whatever Callaway. and he wanted me to be on pink staff because we were selling pink and i said you know i was like john i just i can't afford it like i'm an assistant i was making sixteen thousand a year plus whatever lessons i was doing like you know i couldn't afford you know a set of clubs and he's like don't worry i got it you know and he's like order what you want he paid for it and i was like okay yeah like that was cool you know he didn't have to do that yeah, that's that's really cool. That's you don't see that as often anymore. I don't. I mean, I'm in a different situation now. But I remember, like when I was my first year as a pro, like like you get to play Cobras, so you got everything from Cobra, and then you got and then went to Titleist, and but there's always the other guys like Titleist and Cobra gave you, you know, two foot joy shirts and a pair of pants if you're lucky. Right. And then you see the guys from TaylorMade's got you know they get five Adidas shirts, two pairs of shoes, a bag, pants, fourteen clubs every year, and you're like, yeah, right. And like, you're hey, like, what why the can't I play their stuff? Like, because it's for a young pro, you're right, making twenty grand a year. I remember I was like twenty one, twenty two, making thirteen thousand dollars in the summer. Plus, I could teach in the winter in the summer. You know, it right. was, you know, I can't afford to go buy stuff. My old, my first box got mad at me one time because I bought Loft Eight clothing, which is like this little Toronto company, and most people use them for backshop uniforms. 
He's like, well, I don't sell in the shop. I want you to have what I sell in the shop. So I can't afford to buy a $40 wholesale golf shirt. This one's 22 And they gave me 50 off. Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's the whole thing. I mean, that's, you know, that's where it's got to, you know, that's that's where, you know, people need to understand that. And that's, you know, and yeah. that's the whole thing. But, yeah, I mean, that's exactly. And I mean, there's a lot of golf pros are better at that, I think, that are helping their staff out and, like, lean on the reps, so to speak, say, can you give me some – I know some clubs around here now are doing staff uniforms for the pros, so they get – seven shirts and four pairs of pants that they got to kind of rotate through, but at least for right. their, what they wear in the shop every day is covered. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, that's, you know, and, that, and listen, I mean, that's, that's a good thing. I mean, it's tough, you know, it's, it's the golf industry is not, not easy, you know, especially because golf is a different, you know, golf is different. It's a different animal than any industry in the world. Yes, it is. But it's one of the best and, industries. Oh, it's one of the best, but it's it's but people try to run it like other industries, and you can't. Yes, certain aspects you can. Like we get into some guys talk about it up here about labor laws and the hours of work in the summer, but that you can follow within within reason with everything else. But we're in a service business that's really up here. It's a seven month season. Yeah, exactly. If you're lucky. Yeah, I mean, it depends on like depends where you are. You can get probably April to December. Right, give or take. Yeah. So. Like, it's, it's a tough business, but there's nothing better. No, it's fun. I mean, it's definitely fun. I'll, you know, it's entertaining. I'll give it that. Yes, it is. The people you meet is the entertaining part, I think. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, listen, let me tell you, man. I, you know, there, there is, look, man, there was, there was a lot of times I, you know, being on the road was, was rough, man. And, I mean, I still do it. You know, I still do probably, like. 60 to 70 charity events a year, you know, yeah. so I mean, I'm still on the road. I mean, I put, I put 40, 50,000 miles a year on my truck. Like I don't, you know, um, so I mean, I'm a road warrior too, but, um, you know, there are times, man, where, you know, you miss a cut, it sucks. And you're kind of, you know, you're slamming the trunk or whatever. And again, you're sleeping in your car or you and a buddy are sleeping because you got nothing, you know, in your car, you got nothing left or whatever. Yeah. Or you try to save as much money as you can, and but I would not trade some. I would just wouldn't trade it. Like some, some of those experiences, some of those like really small like podunk towns that like aren't even on a map and like shit like that. Like it's awesome, you it know. Is. It's awesome. Like it's awesome. I look back on it and I'm like, it's just freaking awesome. It's very true. <laughs> I think just you know? one of those things. Any golf pro who's been in it for a while will say they've. They experience some stuff they'll never forget. Like for me, it was going down to the World Championships, these kids' worlds in Pinehurst, sleeping in a hotel room floor because it was too cheap to buy a bedroom with or hotel with two beds. And right. we slept. I slept on the floor for an hour and a half, and drove from. So I drove from Toronto to Pinehurst, fifteen hours, and we were literally there for. We got there on Wednesday and le- at noon or two o'clock. Left Friday at ten thirty. <laughs> It was 36 hours or 32 hours in a car, roughly, to be there for 30 hours. That'll do it. But it's that's what you do, right? That's what you do as a golf pro to see those kids, like the kids' face light up when they saw me show up on the range. Oh, that's that's exactly what you do. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, you know, I was I was at LPGA recently because we hosted our college event there. We had 27 teams, so I was there. Um, I was there marking the course uh, and the tee boxes, and the Florida State got junior golf. Uh, Florida State Golf Juniors or whatever event was there. 
And I had like three bros, dude. I had three bros come up to me and they're like, and I'm literally, I wasn't even there for that. I was just there just to do my thing. And they're like, hey, Mike, you know, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. I'm so-and-so, you know, I follow you on social media. You know, I was at the open forum, blah, 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 great job, this, 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 whatever. I'm following, I have like three, four students here. I just wanted to say, you know, I just want to introduce myself, you know, and say great job and, and whatever. And I was like, wow. Like, okay. I was like, cool. I was like, thanks. You know, like, that was cool. Like, they're following their kids. You know, they're doing, like, I'm like, cool. That's what you should do. Like, that's, yeah. fuck, that's what a pro should do. They should follow. I, it's amazing to me how many pros aren't at events. Like local, like ours, it's Canadian Junior Golf Association. So the little kind of the small, even the young kids events. How many pros I don't see there? Right. Yeah. You don't. Have to, right. You don't have to drive to North Carolina necessarily. Just but right. The local stuff. Like why can't you drive an hour or two? Like why yeah. can't you just you know do it? Like I go. I went to. I'm trying to think. The two years I did it full time, I went to Niagara Falls for the first three events of the year. So Niagara Falls is about an nice. hour and a half from where I live, and then I go to all the local ones to be there. I always tell the kids, I'll be at your first event, I'll be at your last event, and I'll be somewhere in between. So right. when they came off the ninth or eighteenth hole for the first event, I'm there. You see them shake their hands, and say how to go, and when they're at the last event, we say how was the season. Right, and, and that's good, man. That's what it should be. That's what makes I think a go- like you talk about experience. That's what golf pros. That's an experience with that kid or adult. Yeah, it, yeah. It, you know, it doesn't take a lot. You know, it doesn't take a lot to be of service. It really doesn't. But you know, you just gotta. You know, you just gotta remember. You gotta. You gotta just. You know, you gotta just remember what. How would you like to be treated? That's what mm-hmm. it is. You know, how, what would you like? What, what are your expectations out of a lesson? And I'll tell you what, what's a great tip for golf pros, and I've said this in forums too. Take, you want to feel like what your students are feeling? Take something you've never done before. Yep. Okay? And go take a lesson. Mm-hmm. Be the student. Be the beginner. Be the student. Be the, be the person that you, that, you know, you're like, this is totally foreign to me. I don't even know what this is. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. And just go take a lesson. You'll know what they're feeling. Yep. And if you're a young pro, or even not if you're a young pro, but if you're a golf professional and you want to know what it's like for a beginner golfer, okay, if you're right-handed, right, swing left-handed. i done that. And try, <laughs> and here's the thing, try to make adjustments. Like, you know, so if a pro tells you to just flatten the shaft or do like try to make adjustments left-handed, see how easy that is for you. It's not that easy. It's true. You want to know what a student's feeling? You know, push yourself. Like, you know, see if you can do it. You know, in a completely totally different way. Because I guarantee, if you start grabbing the club lefty, and you know, a pro is going to sit there and go, "Well, you know, you need to lay the shaft down more. You need to, or you need to take it back more upright. Or you need to do whatever it is. Doesn't matter." Okay, or even your motor pattern, you know, your 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 ground forces or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, try to do it and see what happens and yeah. see how awkward you feel. Oh, exactly. It's hard. Exactly. That, I'm telling you, man. That that's you know, as a pro, you got to push yourself. Like, I you do. If you do those two things, you'll quickly realize how your students not only feel, you know, how they, you know, but you'll know why they feel anxious. You'll know why they feel overwhelmed. You'll know why sometimes when you say something, they have this look on their face. Like maybe they feel like they're disappointing. Yeah. You know, because they just can't do it. Like you need to understand how that comes across. Yeah, it's true. It's a very good point. I remember last <laughs> two years ago at the golf show, the Toronto golf show, I did exactly, I was, I can swing a pretty good left hand. I can. I once hit a seven iron left handed, 180 yards, and just blew my right hip out. I was on out of commission for a week, but it was a long drive contest, and I won. So that's all that mattered. 
But I showed up at the golf show and asked, because everyone knows me in the PGA, the dude does the show. I'm like, who's the youngest pro here? They're like, it's this guy. I'm like, okay, I want to take a lesson from him. I need a left-handed golf club. I'm like, I'm going to have some fun here. I'm going to go take a lesson from the newest pro, left-handed, who doesn't know that right, a golf club. And see what he says. And then halfway through, I'm like, you know, maybe I'm right-handed. I've never actually tried swinging right-handed. And striped it. <laughs> I was like, no, I shook his hand and said, actually, I'm, I'm Brad Lawrence. I'm a teaching pro as well. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Welcome to the business. <laughs> but it was interesting to hear what he had to say when he saw me try and swing left-handed. I can't remember it, but it's right. is that right. like, new yeah. pro. What does he have to say? It was kind of cool. Yeah, it's not easy, man. It is not easy. Yeah. All right, we're, I got to get going soon. So give me a final thought for those listening. Uh, a final thought. All right, so... Like I said, so, you know, my, my final thought is, you know, for pros listening, always focus on experience. Um, I mean, that's that's huge, you know. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, Jesus, man, just don't get so butthurt. Be so goddamn sensitive. I mean, man, you know, like hearing that you're wrong or hearing the facts is not a bad thing. Like, build a bridge, get over it, and, and learn, you know. I mean, honestly, the best way to learn is to fail. Okay, seriously, that's just yep. what it comes down to, okay? Fail. First attempt in learning, okay? The best way to learn is to fail. So just stop being damn sensitive when somebody just, you know, corrects you. It's true. It's a good one. And unfortunately, after that nugget of truth or wisdom in Mike's, uh, from Mike, it cut off. We in for in the interview cut off. I think it's going to happen with my FaceTime. Or I can't remember exactly why I don't have any more audio. But... The one thing I want anyone who listens to this to take out of was his advice about not being sensitive, and that's his. That's how he talks, not myself. That does not represent myself or anyone else. Um, but what he said about fail, first attempt in learning. I never heard that one before, but I think that's a great way to look at stuff. And for anyone who's out there, just think about that for a second. You're going to fail. You're going to fail forward. You're going to fail hard. I've failed hard in my life, and i got to say... I take that back. I remember preparing for an interview. It's going to be a different podcast, actually. So you're going to fail in your life, but we're not going to say how it's going to happen. So until next time, guys, thank you for listening. And girls, guys, and girls, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. New episodes coming out every week. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interviews just like this. So until next time, everyone, next time you shank it in the trees, make sure to yell my radio show or my name. It's 4Right Radio. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye.